Today on the news and why it matters, leftists mock Jeff Bezos for donating, uh, I mean, only $100 million to homeless families. Jeez, what a tightwad. Uh, also, the Supreme Court blocks the subpoena for Trump's financial records. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, she, her. Today I am joined by Stuber Gear, Pat Gr- the, the, they. Mm. The, they. Mm-hmm. The, the, they. The, they. Okay, Pat Gray. I, me, my. What? Were you questioning my pronouns? I, I mean, did I. Did you hear that? I, I did hear that. I just so wanted I'm to. I'm offended on your I just wanted to make sure I had it right. Okay, the, they, me, my, and Aaron Colin. I saw how you judged him. I'm not i uh, got a lot to get into, obviously. We are already on Thanksgiving break here. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. So uh, my family and I, over the little break that we're getting here, we're going to practice shooting. My dad actually just got a big gun safe to house all of his guns. and um, But he also has iTarget Pro for all of his guns. So you don't have to uh, always go to the range, go spend money on you know range fees, ammunition. It gets to add up. It gets to be really expensive. So what we like to do, in addition to shooting the guns outside in the country, because that's what you do, uh, we also like to train with iTarget Pro. You put in the little laser bullet into your gun, and it has all the specific calibers uh, available. You put it into your gun, and that way you can dry fire. You can actually learn your weapon and of course it also has a little handy dandy app that you can download on your phone that it will uh, it will keep track of how well you are shooting and if you are actually getting the target uh, it's how I introduced my son to my firearm my little 380 and he used it and practiced and he was actually terrifyingly good <laughs> he was a really good shot uh, but uh, you can go to itargetpro.com train at home and as an added bonus you don't shoot holes in your couch itargetpro.com. Use promo code NEWS and you will get 10% off plus free shipping. That is itargetpro.com. Use promo code NEWS. Uh, so Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Is it Bezos or Bezos? I'll go Bezos. Bezos? Bezos, yeah. Bezos. Jeff Bezos, uh, of course, the richest man in the world. He gave nearly $100 million to charity last week to help combat homelessness. And, uh, you know, obviously it's not enough. Uh, it is. It went to 32 organizations in 23 states that help homeless families, with each organization receiving between 1.25 million to 5 million dollars. Obviously, we look at this and we're like, "This is what America's all about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is the great thing about capitalism and charity and the free market is that people who make a lot of money have the ability to." you know, donate to the the charities, the, uh, you know, the the organizations that they see fit. Combating homelessness, obviously a really good thing. Uh, not so great to the left. The left is now uh, mocking him for not paying enough. Jeremy Corbyn, who, you know, whatever, you're over in the UK, you have your own problems. But he said, that's 0.09% of your net worth. Just pay your taxes. Yeah. Because all of our taxes have really solved homelessness here in America, particularly in California, Seattle, you know, Austin, Texas, even. We've done a really great job of utilizing our tax dollars to pay for homelessness. So, you know, shame on uh, Bezos for not 
donating more than $100 million to help homeless families still. It's incredible. Well, he has donated more. First of all, he donated mm-hmm. 32... It's not enough. $32 billion he donated to his ex-wife, who was homeless when they, she moved out. <laughs> uh, so that is another homeless donation I think he can deduct. Um, I, I mean, look, we've spent trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. I mean, you might remember the number, Pat. We've talked about it before. But since, since uh, LBJ, we've just poured money into this problem of poverty, and we've seen that mm-hmm. it does not affect the rate whatsoever. $23 trillion. Twenty-three trillion dollars, and we've yeah. done. And for that, the the, uh, the rate of poverty has not moved an inch. It's almost exactly the same as it was in 1964. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's not how it works. It's amazing. Not, it's unfortunate. I wish it was that easy. It would be great. You know, mm-hmm. we can just all dump, throw money at these problems, and they would just go away. But it does not seem to work. Um, you know, charity does work. It works pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you can get people like Bezos to to donate this sort of money, I mean, it can make a big difference. I mean, look, Bill Gates, I don't agree with all of the things that he does uh, or donates his money to, nor should I. It's his right. money. He can do whatever he wants with it. But he has done a lot of good as well. Um, and these guys can step up and do make a real difference. It's It's funny. The left sees... All of this impact on them spending their money on politics and how they're going to change the world and they're going to control all the governments and all the elections, but they don't see it when they spend their money on other things. There's almost like no effect. They get no credit for donating their money to, to, to different, more, more worthy causes. Right. Uh, so, I mean, look, I think it's awesome. You know, I, about two-thirds of that $100 million is from me. Um, because I, you know, we get about 15 packages a day from Amazon. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I really, it's my donation. I feel like more than his. Uh, but it is. It's an amazing thing. It's to be something that we we. You want to incentivize that behavior. Right. Don't 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 mm-hmm. ruin his life when he makes a donation. Encourage those things because. You know, if he gets into a rhythm where he really likes giving, I mean, he could change millions of people's lives. Yeah. Pat, it would seem like the gov- or the, the left and the right could all at least agree that government is the worst at spending our tax dollars, right? But we can't even can't. We can't we can't even agree. Now it's just no, just pay your taxes and trust the government to yeah. uh, to adequately put everything where it needs to go. And we see every year, every day of every year how the government squanders our money. Mm-hmm. Um Jeff Bezos doesn't have to give one penny to any homeless organizations. He doesn't have to do it. I don't care who you are. A hundred million dollars is a lot of money. Plus, you think that's the only donation he's given? No, the guy gives all the time, just like Bill Gates does, just like Warren Buffett does. Those are all leftists who have their own causes, and they all donate enormous amounts of money. And for anybody to disparage a $100 million donation, <laughs> that's pretty pathetic. Yeah. Aaron? I don't know this for a fact, but I would think he does probably pay a lot more in taxes than most of the people criticizing him based mm-hmm. on how they, much they he's worth. Like he so, literally so, yeah, zero dollars like in taxes. It's not getting off for free, but it goes to, we see how people who, have, people who are millionaires or billionaires, how they're demons. They're just the worst people in the world. You hear Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, anybody who has more than a certain amount of money, which they have plenty of themselves, mm-hmm. but those people get demonized like they're the reason that poor people exist because there are some rich people. And so they get blamed mm-hmm. no matter what they do. They're going to get blamed for all the problems in society because they were successful by whatever business they created, whatever thing they've contributed to society. And it's just this is just another example of that. Well, and, you know, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders can't say millionaires anymore. No, not anymore. No, they Because can't. they are. That's so they fine. just conveniently leave that one Millionaires off. are okay. Billionaires, the worst. Yeah. Once, once you cross that dollar threshold into billionaire, 
you're done. Uh, there's a scary thing that happens with the government, too, when politicians start saying certain groups of people mm-hmm. shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of positive outcomes <laughs> in that one in history. Uh, and they're saying that about billionaires right yeah. now. They shouldn't exist. And you know, in, in the Corbyn tweet, I always find it to be very revealing. I think what they're referring to in this saying, just pay your taxes, is the fact that you get these stories about Amazon where they the are company. not, you know, where the Amazon pays yeah. zero taxes and blah, 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 blah. What do you do when you pay taxes? You, you pay taxes, you look at the law, and you pay according to the law. Yeah. If Amazon has broken the law, then do something about it. Mm-hmm. Don't whine about it. They haven't, the, the issue is they haven't broken the law. They right. followed the law. You know, Amazon, for a very long time, was losing money. I mean, they, they lost a lot of money over a long period of time as they were building that business, even though they had high uh, revenue numbers. And, you know, like I, there's, there's a, there are these tax shelters and all these things that they have uh, built. Most of it's not even that complicated, honestly. There's a high cost of, of, of doing business for Amazon. But all that being said, everything they've done has been within the law. If they broke the law, then do something about it. Mm-hmm. You want to audit them? You, I'm sure they're being audited constantly. It's just, just like this easy way to say, well, he's not paying his taxes because it makes it seem like he's not doing his part. Well, I'm sure he's paying a fortune mm-hmm. in personal income taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, in many, many ways. But the Amazon thing, too. It's like, well, you guys set up these rules. You guys are the ones that had all these carve-outs for your little friends. You guys are the ones who built these thousands of pages of tax code that people get to take advantage of. It's not us doing that. That's you. We wanted a flat tax. We wanted something yeah. very simple that people get right on a postcard. Remember that whole this whole yeah. shtick? You would think if somebody was mad at Amazon for not paying taxes, you'd be like, well, at least he's donating $100 million. Maybe yeah. that sort of <laughs> right. involves yeah. him of that. Yeah. Right, right. Well, that's what's so terrifying to me is that the left really seems to have ramped up uh, their class warfare, you know, and it's like... I- since when are we supposed to care how much money people make and how much they're giving to this cause or that cause or whatever? It's just, I don't know, it continues to shock me that people think that it's their business to say, you should be paying more, you should be doing this with your money, you should be doing that with your money. I just The best thing somebody who's extremely wealthy can do is help and give to the poor. That's right. what he's doing. What else do you want mm-hmm. him to do at that point? Yeah, you know? yeah there, I mean, there's a, there's a common misperception that Capitalism is like a pie, and if I take too much, then you don't have enough. Right. Capitalism is like a bakery where you continually bake pies for yourself and eat as much as you want and give some of it to others if you want. And usually people do all of that. I mean, Americans are the most generous people on the face of the earth where we give over $300 billion a year to charity. About $50 billion of that comes from the government. The rest comes from private individuals and corporations. So Americans are the most generous people in the history of this planet, and Bezos is among them. For anybody to disparage all that uh, is really despicable. It's almost like we've screwed ourselves. We're so generous that we've screwed ourselves now because everyone keeps expecting more and more and more and more. It's like if you give a mouse a cookie. Ugh. Uh, all right. <laughs> I've never done that. What happens? Oh, well, then he's going to want a glass of milk. <laughs> okay. All right. And then if you give him the glass of milk, he's going to need a napkin uh, to wipe his mouth. Right. Well, just give him the napkin. What could go wrong after that? Well, but then he's going to, he has spilled crumbs and he's going to need a broom. I just want to see how many you could do. I've lost, you lost me at the broom. But I'm pretty sure there was a broom. Uh, the Supreme Court <laughs> has blocked a House subpoena directing President Donald Trump's accounting firm to turn over several years' worth of financial documents. Now, this is only kind of a temporary uh, stay. So the president's lawyers have until December 5th to file an appeal and uh, to basically explain why they don't think that the president should have to uh, hand these over. But 
It's just like if it's not one, if it's not Russia, it's impeachment. If it's not impeachment, it's his financial records. If it's it's I mean, how many things are they going to try? But um, Stu, what do you think of this this ruling by the Supreme Court? I mean, I don't think if you're running for president of the United States that you should be forced to give up your tax returns. They're your own private thing. I think you should probably do it. It's not um, a law, by no, the way. It's not a law. Um, they tried to, like they tried to make it a law in California. Right. Um, which is, you know, uh, which is obviously just trying to manipulate it so that Trump has to do it or not be on the ballot in, in, in California. As if he's going to win in California. Right. Yeah. Who cares anyway? Right. He <laughs> um, <laughs> could probably get away with that one. I, you know, I think it, 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 when it comes to this, we're, we're talking about an investigation. Right. And, and obviously investigators uh, should be able to access uh, these things if they think there's a crime uh, that's been committed. The problem here is that I don't think that they even believe it. They don't yeah. really necessarily have a reason to believe it. They just want them because they can leak them. And I yeah. mean, it just it seems so overtly political at this point. And Trump benefits from the way the media treats him. You know, we were talking about this with um, uh, there was some, you know, uh, sexual harassment allegations that came out about somebody, some random person uh, recently in the news. I can't remember who it was, but it wasn't like a high profile celebrity. And I was talking to Glenn about this off the air and radio. And it's like to me, a lot of times the stuff when it's like this secondary thir- person, you kind of barely know. A lot of times it's more believable because why would you target like that random guy that we barely even heard of? Where it's like with Donald Trump, it's almost yeah. I, like I can't even consider whether yeah. these are re- real allegations because of the fact that everyone makes so many false allegations against the guy. It's impossible to sort through it. And I think this is the same thing here. Like, you know, if, if he's done something wrong, everyone wants him to to be punished for it, I think. But on the other hand, it's like, how can you buy any of this? It seems so politically motivated. And they're going to go through this guy's, you know, multinational corporation to try to find one thing that they're going to say is the worst thing ever and try to impeach him all over again over it. It just doesn't seem legitimate at this point. And there has to be some protections, even if you're the president, um, when it comes to your own personal business. You know, yeah. I mean, they, it's, it's, we don't, his life is not an open book just because he's, he's got a, a, a good job. Yeah. Pat, um, Mike, apparently this all stems. Well, it doesn't all stem from this, but they're trying to uh, to use some sort of uh, uh, cover because Michael Cohen apparently testified that Mr. Trump inflated his total assets when it served his purposes and deflated his assets to reduce his real estate taxes. I mean, we know Donald Trump exaggerates. So, I, mean, I don't but think also like, any question he actually I, did that. I don't everyone, think there's any question about that. Everyone does that, right? He, he did that. That's why I'd love to see his tax returns. It's none of my business, no. but I just, I'm really curious. I'd love to I see mean, his tax returns and and see what he's made and if he really is you know, worth $9 billion. That would be interesting. It would be interesting, but it's none of our business, right? Really. It's like, does that change anything? No. Well, what would change is... Even if he didn't do anything wrong, even if they can't find any broken law, they're going to bash him with that money anyway because he's made so much or he's paid. He's used all the loopholes in the tax law. They're going to take whatever is in there Mm -hmm. and they're going to beat him for the next six months with it. That's a great point, Aaron. You feel like uh, the Democrats maybe see this as a win-win because if they get if they actually get it, they can say, Oh my gosh, look, there's this little tiny little loophole thing that he used for taxes. And then if there's nothing, they're like, well, look, he, he's not worth as much as he said he was. Yeah, and this is kind of thing that undermines their impeachment effort because you look at it as just the next thing in the long list of things they've tried to do to smear Trump. 
So the tax thing has been going on for years. The Russia thing went on for years. The Ukraine thing. All of it kind of rolls together, and they're just fishing for something that they can use as we get closer to 2020 as negative publicity. And so if this comes out, you know, six months from now in the summer or whatever, they're just going to hammer it hard. They're going to hammer it hard, and it's going to be all over the news. Trump is corrupt financially. Trump did this with his taxes or whatever, and he's going to be having to answer those questions. And so all they're doing is just trying to throw just everything they can throw at him, whether it's big or small, because they know they're on the disadvantage in terms of this upcoming election. And so whatever they can do to like cut off a little bit of his support, you know, it's th- worth it to them. I think they call that throw a bunch of stuff yeah. at the wall and see it what Is that the saying? Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, stuff. That's the saying stuff. that I know. I don't know which one you're talking about. Last word. Uh, you know, look, I, I just did what I was talking about, which is I, I, I there's really good documented evidence that Trump did both of those things, right? But mm-hmm. it's hard to take it seriously. And, you know, like, what is the outcome of a case like that? Let's just say he did inflate his, uh, you know, his values when it benefited him and depressed them when it didn't. What that would be is likely a fine. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, OK, would he pay would he have to pay a couple hundred thousand dollars in fines to get rid of that problem? Probably. Um, and, and again, it's a corporation, not necessarily him and all these uh, things. But the issue is like for a couple hundred thousand dollar fine, what they're they're not looking for the fine. Mm-hmm. They're looking to get that information so they can be spilled all over the place and they can target mm-hmm. this guy again. It's impossible to take it seriously anymore. Yeah. All right. More to come back in a minute. <clears throat> I also like, OK, if you want all of his records. Let's see Nancy Pelosi's and Adam Schiff's and everyone else. Before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, I am especially thankful for Black Rifle Coffee Company because they have a roast that is uh, double the caffeine, which actually keeps me awake like literally right now. It's the only reason that I am sitting upright and awake. Uh, Black Rifle is a veteran-owned and operated premium and small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who love America, which is obviously you, why you're watching this show right now. Uh, they import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast their coffees for you after you place your order. They also have what's called Black Rifle Coffee Club, which I, I highly encourage you to get in on this. Um, they You get to pick which roasts, which batches you like. Um, They've obviously got all, they've got light, dark, medium. Like I said, they've got the double caffeinated ones. They've got all these different uh, roasts and blends. And so you pick it and then they deliver it to your door, uh, you know, however often you need it. And you get a special discounted price. So for those of you who drink coffee, this is, this is going, this is like Christmas. Every single month you get your new coffee and you don't even have to go to the store. Uh, So you can, uh, you can go to, Let's see. BlackRifleCoffee.com slash news. Enter discount code news. You will get 20% off of your first order. And by the way, uh, whenever you buy a bag or box of coffee, they donate a bag to service members overseas that will be delivered by Christmas. So you, you do something nice for the troops. Also something nice for yourself. Keep yourself awake with BlackRifleCoffee.com slash news. Promo code news. Uh, so President Trump signed the first animal cruelty bill of his presidency on Monday, outlawing uh, narrow types of egregious violence usually committed for the purpose of videotaping them. Um, Now, this was bipartisan effort, apparently, uh, bipartisan, you know, bill. So, you know, you've got criminal justice reform that was bipartisan, and now you've got animal cruelty uh, reform that was bipartisan. So, I am learning this as we go along because I was not aware that there is actually a 
uh, a, a sexual fetish called crushing <sighs> that involves the mm. basically the torture of animals. I won't go into the the specifics. It's pretty clear though by the name. Yeah, it is. Serious. Yeah, it seems clear. It is what you would think yeah. it was with that name, crushing. Um, you know, Oof. here's the thing: like it's it's that's bad. That should be outlawed. It should be a felony. You know, kudos to them. I just wish that we Americans had the same uh, values and morals when it came to human life. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thought. Wouldn't Isn't that it? be weird? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be uh, something that I would be interested in. Maybe a law that would prevent <laughs> the crushing uh-huh. of uh, particular skulls. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, look, I'm obviously with you on that point. Um, I, as America's only conservative vegetarian, uh, I'm uniquely qualified to speak <laughs> on such matters. Though I would say, like, I don't know necessarily that I would approach it as a federal law. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been, it's every state has it illegal already. It's like, I don't know that we need another federal law. It's just hard to disagree with, like, hey, I don't want the kitty right. cats to die. Um, you know, but I, I think. Uh, if you were Glenn, Glenn would say. He does. He does. He would not be in favor of this animal cruelty bill. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, it, it's so bizarre, right? Like, I mean, it goes down, it's, you know, it's so strange the way we think about these things. I mean, people will get very upset about someone killing a cat, but are not, uh, are fine with abortion, even late term abortion mm. in many, in many ways. We, we treat, you know, different types of animals we're fine with. Yeah. That's it's very strange. We see this around the world with like different cultures. Like mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, that's disgusting. They eat horses there, like, and they're like, oh my god, they eat cows. You know, yeah. like it doesn't. It, it's just a, <laughs> it we're weird. weird with all this stuff. Um, but we should be able to unite on not wanting to harm in, in innocent creatures, right? Mm-hmm. And this means not not just you know uh, animals that are adorable, but also uh, little uh, adorable fetuses that grow into adorable babies. They should be protected too, and that should not be a crazy thing to say in America. I mean, think about how they frame it to where they call this crushing when it's coming to a mouse or something, but when it comes to abortion, the terms that they use for it are so mm-hmm. innocent and mm-hmm. so obscuring. So if, if you talked about abortion in the same way that you talk about this animal cruelty stuff, maybe yeah. public opinion would be a little bit different, but it's framed in such a way to where it's not even like you're talking about the same thing. That's a great point, especially when you have a media, Pat. What are they? What are the terms that they use for a heartbeat instead of saying heartbeat when it comes to oh, yeah. a yeah, it was a fetal like pulse. A, yeah, pulse? yeah, 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 fetal, so. a fetal pull. Uh, cardiac activity or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's unbelievable. It's really as crazy. many words as you can put between that and actual calling it life. This is what they do. Embryonic yeah. pulse, a flicker. And like Stu, I'm mo- well. I'm mostly vegetarian. Um, Are you? Yeah, I. I didn't know I that am. about you. I, I mean, I, other news. than a little bit of fish. Okay. Some chicken. Oh. Um, pork products, bacon, ham, sausage. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, steak, uh-huh. hamburgers, roast. Uh, beef jerky, <laughs> pretty much any deer. kind of beef, deer, mm-hmm. venison. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I like venison, but most animals I don't eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. No bear at all. I've never eaten a lion. I mean, there are millions of species I've not eaten. So I, I think I can speak directly to this as well. Mostly vegetarian. Uh, mostly vegetarian. Yeah. As a mostly this vegetarian. What they call a liberal vegetarian. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> it's despicable. I. I mean, to hear the sickness that exists, I had never heard of this until you just mentioned it. I know. 
I know. Uh, I hadn't either. Apparently, wow. it's, it's a thing. I mean, but this is the reaction to everybody. Like, you could be subscribed to 12 different crushing websites, and everyone says, I've never heard of this until today. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's no one who comes out, yeah, I've heard about it. It's really interesting. Let me show you some videos. I've got them saved in my favorites. That's not a thing that happens. No, it isn't. No. Well, it, it might. Someone's got to be. crushing good. communities, Maybe. it might, Maybe. too. But isn't it amazing that we can, like you said, we can get together on that, but no other issue. Not just abortion, but any, Anything else. Any issue that's plaguing us. Only animals. Yeah. All mm. right. Back in a minute. Alligator. I've eaten very little of that. Don't forget, uh, if you have not yet subscribed to Blaze TV, we do this little thing here called Overtime that you are not able to see if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook uh, or any of those streaming services. you got to go to blazetv.com. Uh, you can use promo code NEWS and get $10 off of your annual subscription. Uh, coming up in overtime, we're going to talk about Bernie Sanders' tax plan. Uh, he's, he only wants to tax the rich is the thing. He just wants to tax the rich, super wealthy. Everyone else will be covered or not. Uh, also on Blaze TV, YouTube, uh, Chad Prather, if you did not catch the Jeffrey Epstein expose, he also has that. Uh, it's a three-parter. So it started Monday, yesterday, and it's again tonight. And then uh, on Wednesday will be the finale, the conclusion. You got to go check it out if you missed it last night. And then uh, again, it's airing Tonight, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Go check it out on Blaze TV. And also check us out on Overtime, which is starting next. We'll see you guys there. Up next, enjoy bonus Overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Bernie Sanders uh, has come out, you know, given a little bit more information about his tax plan. I think this is uh, Medicare for all, right? I believe so, he's Talking yes. about his Medicare for all plan, mm-hmm. how he's going to pay for it. Uh, now, you know, of course, Elizabeth Warren dodges these types of questions, just kind of saying, well, we're, we're going to pay for it. No, no taxes on the middle class. Bernie Sanders takes a little bit of a different approach on this. Watch. What we will do, what we will do is have a 4% tax on income exempting the first $29,000. All right, good. You're better in arithmetic than I am. Because what that means is if you are that average family in the middle, make $60,000 a year, that means we're going to tax you on $31,000 at 4%. That sounds great. Doesn't it? Yeah, because nobody makes, as we mentioned on the radio today, nobody makes 29000 It's like a, a pie-in-the-sky dream figure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, Jeff Bezos makes that. Bill Gates. Barely. 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 Not barely every get year. there. Not right. every year. No. Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing. Like the, now, I will say Bernie did say he was going to tax middle-class families. Yeah, he so sure he did. Well, that's, about it. That's, that's the thing that you got to yeah. give him credit for. Yeah. Like, he's taking he's a completely it. different approach. He's like, yes. hell yeah, your taxes are going to go up. How, how else can we do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there isn't another way to do it, which is, I mean, Elizabeth Warren, I think, really, every once in a while, things surprise you. Like, I kind of felt like Elizabeth Warren could say anything and liberals would just ignore it. Like, they, they, the, the, the media pushback seems to have actually done something uh, when it comes to that uh, Medicare for All payment scheme she developed. 
Because they're like, all right, like we get that you want to spend a lot, and we we agree with you, but come on, you can't just sit here and lie to us. I mean, like uh, when even Bill Gates yeah. comes out against you and says, uh, no, mm-hmm. then you know you've got a really bad plan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like really you, you just have to convince people that you're a serious person. And Elizabeth Warren, with with her proposal, where she's, you know, pulling in multiple trillions of dollars out of things like just you know cost savings and uh, you know finding a you know um, going after uh, you know tax evasion, right? Like you're just going to like, well, people are now going to pay the taxes they don't pay. That's how we're going to pay for this. Or it's like, well, we're already paying this much money for Medicare, and we're just going to take that money and move it over here. Yeah, but we're not actually paying that money. It's money that's just being paid for by debt, right? We don't have the money to pay it, so mm-hmm. you're, you're just shifting over giant chunks of debt that we're not paying now to your new plan. Um, you know, it was so panned, even by the left, who were saying, look, look, this is not realistic. Yeah, she was betting on not ever having to explain that. Yeah. And then she wrote this big, long plan, hoping that maybe nobody read to the bottom of it mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't do the math. But she's not even close. No. And Bernie's probably not even close either. If you Oh, yeah. The I don't think oh, Bernie's. Yeah. I mean, certainly 4% over 29000 would not pay for it. And, you know, but there may be other parts. I mean, what's the, the number on that? Thirty-two trillion? Is that they're talking yeah, 32 about? Yeah, thirty-two trillion over ten years is a pretty conservative estimate. I mean, I don't think it's realistic. I think it's a lot more than that. You um, can usually about double it. Yeah. I mean, look. It, the um, at least one and a half times what they say. The stadium in Los Angeles was estimated to cost one point eight billion dollars, and then they had to update it and say, eh, it's actually two point four billion dollars." Now it's five billion dollars. You remember the rail $5 project in dollars. California? Yeah, it started at two billion. Yep. And then it was twenty up billion. A, yep, now to a, it went up to a hundred, right? And then it went up to a hundred billion. <laughs> and now they're just like, we're not going to build a lot of it. Yeah. It's be like, and now, okay, never mind. <laughs> you know, you know the, the train ride at Disneyland that goes in a circle. We just have that now. Yeah. That's <laughs> what we have. It's two billion dollars. Um, it's true. I mean, like these things are all, and that's you know some of that stuff. I mean, the uh, partially the the Rams thing is a is a uh, private venture at some level mm-hmm. but it's hard to do that and you you start, you start it's like when you're buying a house and you know, they, they're like well uh, you can put these upgrades in what do you think well we could get better blinds i mean it's in the mortgage payment it's just gonna go up a few bucks what about over that oh we could get that better garage door and we you're, mm-hmm. you always wind up doing that and it's it is what we do and you i of course when this thing gets implemented in Medicare for All, what's going to happen? Don't say when. Don't you dare oh, say wow. when. No, I'm, inevitable. I'm, no, I, I, well, first of all, it probably is inevitable at some point. But uh, think about that world, right? Think about what the world when Obamacare passes. Did they just say, okay, we got Obamacare. Good job, guys. Now health care is solved. No, they ask for more and more and more and more and more. When Medicare mm-hmm. for All gets in there, they will find a way to co- co- have it cover other things, to make it more expensive, and they will never figure out a way to pay for it. Mm. All right, I'm. Happy I could, everybody. yeah, I, I could go off on a tangent right now about uh, health insurance, but I will not okay. uh, stick to the topics of 2020 <laughs> candidates. Joe Biden. Joe Biden has had kind of a rough, uh, rough couple weeks. Joe Biden's senior Latina advisor, because you know we all need one of those. What do you, what do you think I'm here for? Mm-hmm. Uh, senior <laughs> Latina advisor for his presidential campaign has quit over what her friends say is Biden's refusal to tone down his rhetoric on immigration enforcement. Uh, Vanessa Cardenas, she... What What has he said about him? That he won't stop deportation. Yes. That's it. Correct. Um, Yes. So they said that... hater. I know. They said Vanessa kept banging her head against the wall trying to get them to take Mm. the community more seriously. Yeah, because that's what the Democrats do is take minorities very seriously. (laughs) Uh, And Biden just really won't change when it comes to the way he talks about immigration. It became too much. Too much. Aaron, 
too much to actually say maybe we should like enforce said, the law just a little bit, just he, a little bit. He said, I will prioritize deporting felons. And his advisor <gasps> said, that's evil. You know, why would you deport anybody? You got to stop all deportations. <laughs> otherwise, you're not a Democrat anymore. God, man, you can't That's even, incredible. It uh, is. I don't even know what to say to that. Like, <laughs> what are they, or, or, and I would say, like, oh, well, what are you going to get rid of prisons next? Well, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's, 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 that's been talked about. <laughs> AOC has said it. Yeah. Uh, there was another person we had uh, just yesterday, I think, that said the same yes. thing. Yes. And I can't remember, uh, I can't remember who, who it was. was. It was a, yeah. I mean, we're at that point though, where that's like, you know, the whole get uh, rid of ICE and and, and make uh, make them go away is just a step on an ever escalating thing. Where I mean, eventually that's the end game. And no prisons. I don't know what kind of world that is. I mean, there's always, there's always no other country on earth way. No. is expected in, to do this in history. Yeah, there's never, never been a place that never. is like ah no no prisons. Um, and it's because, like, look, sometimes people do terrible things to each other. Even if you take out, like, I think it's unfair to minorities and, and drug crimes are bad and all the things that they complain about. At, the, at the, the end of this thing, like, the BTK killer needs to be somewhere where he's not killing people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can we not? We can't mm-hmm. even agree on that now. Right. Yeah. What are we going to do, give him therapy? <laughs> uh, like, I, I mean, the, your the, tax dollars will pay for that as well. They will. The funny thing is, is Biden is polling pretty well with Hispanics. You know, yeah. so people generally yeah. think that he's relatively reasonable. So this this thing where you're supposed to not deport anybody, not enforce any immigration law, that's not actually no. what most people want. Well, because I got to tell you, there is a large part of the Hispanic community, whether or not they want to admit it, that they disagree with the, all of this illegal immigration sanctuary oh, city yeah. nonsense. They're yes. like, I, we came here the right way. We waited in line. We, we followed the rules. And they why resent are you trying to, the cheaters. Yes. Why are you trying to give more mm-hmm. to these people who are cheating their way through? I mean, it, yeah. well, they, they, they may not admit it. It's such a, but, uh, an awfully negative assumption that, that, you know, well, the Hispanic community just doesn't care about laws. Like, whoa, <laughs> dude, that's super racist. I hope you guys realize that. I mean, it is. Yeah. You're grouping this. You're, well, they must agree with the Democrats because they, you know, because uh, they're not going to want you know, a wall or, uh, or uh, you know, a law even right. law of, of immigration, immigration law mm-hmm. because they're Hispanic and therefore they don't want laws enforced. Like, that's a terrible thing to say about a group of people. It's gone from saying, okay, you can say that maybe the detention conditions need to be improved. Okay, that's one argument. But you take all that to say that there should just be no detention. And it's like, why is that the jump that you have to make on this subject? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that type of rhetoric, uh, Anna Navarro... She calls herself a GOP strategist. I don't know that she can call herself that at this point. All she is is anti-Trump. Whatever Trump says, she says is the worst thing in the world. But she is kind of uh, under fire for her one of her latest tweets. There was a new poll that came out that show that black Americans are uh, supporting President Trump in, uh, let's see, rising rates. Emerson has 345 percent support for President Trump. Rasmussen, Rasmussen has 34 percent. And Anna Navarro, hot, hot take by Anna Navarro. She says zero chance this is accurate. Zero. The poll must have only been conducted in the homes of Ben Carson, Kanye, that sheriff guy with the hat, and those two cubic zirconia and polyester spandex ladies. Um, uh, wow. You want to talk about racist. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't they have got 100 percent if they... Right. You're saying they only got 34 percent of that that's group. A that's, 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 that's a great that's point. That's a great point. Yeah. Do you know how math works, Anna? Idiot. Uh, but I mean, it's just like uh, they act like the Democrats are the only ones taking minorities seriously, and then you hear that which 
she's totally a Democrat. I'm not even going to call her oh, a GOP yeah. I mean, strategist. Tim Alberta had a great quote about her in a book, which is she's a GOP strategist, but she has not strategized for any campaign anyone can remember. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I don't know, remember ever, ever. Like, you know, maybe she did some work at some point, but the only time you ever see her doing anything yeah. is her bashing Republicans as a Republican. There's obviously a niche role for that, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, to call her a Republican at this point is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pat, what are your thoughts on just the way that the the Democrats view minorities in general? Oh, well, I mean, we all know that. uh, I mean, Kanye has probably put this the best lately. It's it's racist to assume that all blacks have to vote a certain way together. I mean, that is in and of itself racism. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Democrats have just tried to keep the the minorities, all minorities, blacks, Hispanics, Native Americans, dependent on their charity, their good hearts. And it's really hurt all minorities. Yeah. Aaron, are you going to, you're just going to let them white explain to you or are you going to step in? I was wondering if you're even going to let me talk. (laughs) (laughs) See how this works. I mean, it's funny because I was skeptical of that poll because that's that's a high number. He got, what, 8% of the vote in 2016. I would not have phrased it as she did. I mean, that's kind of not helpful. Um, But it does kind of show that you do need to take a better look at, you know, how it's going. Maybe Trump has made some inroads. If he gets to 10, 15% of the black vote in 2020, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a huge Mm -hmm. deal. From eight percent, he's not going to get thirty-four percent. I mean, I think that's probably an outlier. I'm with you on that, no, by the way. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, look, not. Rasmussen is always very favorable to the president. I mean, the last like thirty-four percent is an insane be, number. Yeah. If that's actually true, I mean, we I might not even we shouldn't even hold. I mean, the when elections. was the last time a Republican got thirty-four percent of the black vote? Oh my God, you're going way I mean, way back on that. Way one. back. Um, I, I do I, think though that there is an increasing number of of I, the minority. It community. feels like it, but I, it's not going to be anything like thirty-four. I would say, I would say he'd probably get to double digits because of how. How things have gone, mm-hmm. but, which would be great. I mean, I think mm-hmm. you know one interesting thing. Well, first of all, I would say that like the Rasmussen poll was in the mid twenties before this. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like their polls have always been high on this. Um, but I think there is something interesting with Trump in that, like, number one, the the guy was well known for being incredibly popular with minority groups before he became president. Like they mm-hmm. like. This is not a this is not a surprise. It was one of the reasons he was the the Apprentice was big because it yep. did very well uh, with minority communities. Um, and then on the other hand, you you have this uh, situation where he likes to exploit celebrity, and like you know it, it's it's a sad state of affairs. But I think any time you engage celebrity, you can move some people. Um, and it's I honestly think Trump politically would be better served to engage to engage more in that way. Like what he did with Car- with Kim Kardashian when he when they fr- uh, uh, he pardoned that one uh, woman who was. Yeah, uh, Alice. Yeah. Like I, if I'm him and uh, politically, I'm like looking for like a, one of those cases a week. Yeah. I mean, I want the and I want Kim Kardashian there every mm-hmm. single time. And I know it's like cheesy, but like. You don't need a lot. As you point out, you get to 10 to 15 percent there. I mean, if you got to 20 percent of the black vote and 20 percent of the Hispanic vote, just I mean, it's over. Trump's one. Yes, but uh, I do think that he has done a few more of those. They just haven't gotten the press coverage, which Uh, it's like if you don't get the press covering these pardons that you're doing. I, yeah, you don't. It's people don't find out about it. Right. And that's what I'm saying, though. It's not to pardon. It's Kim Kardashian. Right. That's right. that's the story. It's Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Every time Kanye comes anywhere, it says anything. I hear I hear more. I legitimately can't stop hearing about Kanye West. Like I don't I don't. I, he seems to be having a really nice transition here. We had a big story on uh, uh, the Blaze and Glenbeck.com. Uh, if you want to go check that out, about we had a uh, reporter in the room for the um, 
for his uh, the Joel Osteen thing that they did, um, and he actually asked him a question. And but I mean, it's like I, it's everywhere all the time. And I think that that you, you engage that Trump f- uh, celebrity friendly thing that he's able to pull off and do a couple of those things which aren't against his policy. I'm sure there's plenty of cases that are as uh, as uh, you know easy to kind of figure out um, as this one, or maybe easier. And and it'll make a big deal out of them. I yeah, think it's, it's, it's on the camp, it's on the campaign to sort of control the messaging on that. If you know yeah. the media is not going to cover it, well, your campaign has to sort of present this in a way, not in a pandering way. You got to yeah. be careful because you can go too far with that. But just if present, you're a Republican, yeah, present what you're doing. Democrats yeah. get a free pass. They sure. go so far go all the far. time, they and no one ever far. calls them out on it. Uh, all right. Yesterday's poll did last week's impeachment hearings help or hurt President Trump's 2020 chances? 94 percent of you said help. It helps his 2020 chances. Six percent said hurt. For those of you who can't math, uh, <laughs> not not an in, not a shocking not result, a shocking poll. I, I mean, it's, it was interesting mm-hmm. looking at some uh, back polls on past presidents when um, Clinton around this time had about 30 percent of people wanted to, wanted him impeached and removed. Um, Bush around this time in his presidency had 30 percent of people who wanted him impeached and removed. Uh. He wasn't even going through an impeachment. Obama had about 30 percent of people who wanted him impeached and removed. Trump's about 50. I mean, he is legitimately in a situation where and we all knew he was never a really popular president. He never had great approval numbers. Um, He's not going to get removed, but it will be interesting if the stamp of impeachment, that word that they can trot out throughout the campaign, is going to make it uh, a a difference politically. It's never been tested in U.S. history. He, he had the most terrific numbers. What are you talking about? They were perfect. He had perfect numbers. <laughs> what are you What are you saying? He didn't have good numbers. They were perfect. They were terrific, but they're not. They were tremendous numbers. Well, but, but you know what's going to be interesting beautiful too numbers. is that, bo- is that <laughs> both numbers. sides are going to be using impeachment, right? Like the left will be using yeah. it to play to yeah. their audience, I, and Trump's going to use it too I gotta to be honest, say, I don't hey, know. they're... I don't know what don't happens. Think, I, don't, oh. I don't know what happens here. Like I think it could... It, it'll be interesting to see. There could be a, a, real, a real tired by people who say, God, stop targeting the president mm-hmm. right. all the time. This is ridiculous. Right. The other side is also plausible. I'm so sick of all these things going on all the time. I don't know which one he's done, but he's had to have done some of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is just ridiculous. I want this guy out so he can just have not be in my face all the time. Yeah. Both of those are legitimately I, possible. I can't see that it's helpful to be impeached. I mean, you can try to spin it that way, but it seems like it, that you would rather that not happen. You'd be better yeah, off. I mean, yeah, well, well, <laughs> I mean, well, well, you'd rather not have your president impeached. But, like, there's yeah. an argument that helped Clinton, right? I mean, yeah. I, you know, I mean, he wound up yeah. walking out of office pretty darn popular. He had yeah. good approval numbers. It seems better. like the way the coverage will influence people who don't get plugged all the way into this. They just hear impeach, impeach, yeah. corruption, corruption. That that could have an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, today's poll question. Are you guys ready? Yes. This is a really, really difficult choice. Who is the most biased host at CNN? Your options are. Ooh, that is hard. Frito. Brian Stelter, <laughs> Don Lemon, and Anderson Cooper. Mm, that is actually a tough one. Uh, I'm Stelter. Most biased. Uh, I'm going to say Stelter as well. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's between him and, and Fredo. Yeah. 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 Cuomo is probably there. I, you know... But then Don Lemon too. Don Lemon too. I, mean, I would definitely yeah. not say Anderson Cooper. That's the only one I would rule out yeah. of that. I mean, Anderson does some things I, I don't agree with, but he also is fair at times. At Don times. Lemon is like, you know, I mean, he really has gone. He's super yeah, he's far. Ryan Stelter had a guest on his show the other day who is like wrote this book called The Cult of Trump. 
and went on for oh, like yeah. five minutes to I talk about, about how Trump uh, Trump supporters are members of a cult and how we can deprogram them. That's a big thing right now. Bad. Everybody's, I mean, that's a big Democrat talking point right now. Which is funny because when you listen to him talk about the actual, like, how you know that they're in a cult, I'm like, that's the left. Right. That everything he's saying is what they're doing. And he says it's just Trump supporters. But anyway, what do we know? Uh, tell us who you think is the most biased host at CNN. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Um, Stilter is really hard because he's uh, such a douchebag. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.